The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now we're joined by Professor Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Uh, he and I have often shared a beer. And the question we ask ourselves, why does the non-alcoholic beer today taste so much better than the non-alcoholic beer of yesterday? Why, Luke? Good morning. Good morning, Pat. Science, Pat, that's the answer. Science, yeah, they've cracked it, really, the uh, the, the non-alcoholic beer people. Uh, every every company makes them, of course, as you know. The popularity's yeah. gone up hugely, but they've cracked it. They have a way of retaining the flavour. The problem was the alcohol was boiled off at 78 degrees centigrade as you may know alcohol has a lower boiling point than water yeah. you could boil so, it over 78 right and that would get rid of the alcohol so you, you elevate the heat of the beer yep. to 78 at yep. that point the alcohol evaporates off leaving behind the yeah, beer the beer do. exactly yeah but the trouble is that destroys the flavour as well that, that, that temperature destroys the flavour and beer is a very complex thing that chemically by the way and chemists work on in breweries for various reasons there's various chemicals that give it the flavour things called terpenes for example and esters and they get destroyed by the heat, you see. So, so that, that high temperature was destroying it. But now, Pat, as you remember from your chemistry, the colligative properties, remember that phrase, Pat, yeah. of, of solutions, right? If you lower the pressure, things boil off at a lower temperature. Now, you might remember if you ever go hiking up the mountains, water boils at a lower temperature. Sure, the idea with your little level. primal stove and you'd boil the water to make a cup of tea and it wouldn't give you a hot yeah, cup of yeah, tea. It, it would give you... Hot-ish. Hot-ish, yeah, yeah, because of these properties. So low pressure means liquids boil off at lower temperature. And lo and behold, if you lower the pressure on the boiling with the alcohol, they've even got it down to boiling off at room temperature, amazingly, if it's really low pressure, you know. And obviously that, that, that doesn't harm the flavours. So it's all about pressure, this ultra-low pressure to boil off the alcohol. And that, that was the big advance that they made, which wasn't there before, of course. In the old days, they didn't do that. And that's why the, the, the non-alcoholic beer didn't taste quite so good. Now, uh, beers and the taste that they have. I mean, if you go to, say, the south of England, and you have a beer there it'll taste very different if it's a local beer to one in the south of Germany why? Yeah but that's right things like obviously hops is a big factor here and there's chemicals and hops that give it this kind of bitter flavour one's called myrcene for instance you know again that, that's destroyed by heat you know so depending on what the ingredients are they get different flavours out 1% of the beer is flavour if you like 99% is the water and the alcohol it's that 1% that they're worried about you see and there's a thousand different chemicals but amazingly in that 1% so it's a very complicated mixture and again different beers have different in the case of therefore it's impossible to synthesise beer because the complex mixture of flavours is naturally derived from the brewing process. You could never put it together from scratch. You could never recreate it and each brewing company has its own sort of secret sauce, haven't they, to make their particular flavour shine through. Lager needs sugary molecules off the grain to give it that extra sort of tang, I guess, you know. So each beer is quite distinct chemically in this in this 1%. But all those chemicals are, are destroyed by heat. The big one part is sunlight's very damaging to beer. That's been known for a while. It's called being heat struck is what brewers call it, that yeah. oxidises things. And you know the way you have a, a little bit of lime in your in your trendy bottle of beer? Yeah. That was introduced to, to mask that flavour going off in the sunlight, because it was often these you know beers in Mexico sure. and Spain and so on. That was the main reason for the lemon, you see, because the flavour changed with the sunlight. So, so they've known for a while heating and sunlight affects the flavour and now this, this approach is, is, is uh, retaining the flavour. Now, another way, in theory, of making alcohol-free beer or low-alcohol beer would be to change the chemistry so that it didn't just produce 
as much alcohol. Yeah, that, that was the other way to do it, by the way. You could treat the mixture with enzymes and that would yeah. digest some of the carbohydrates. Now, the yeast, remember, Pat, fantastic. Yeast burns sugars and makes alcohol as a byproduct, you see. If you change the sugars a bit, they can't burn quite so much. You get less you know, alcohol in the, in the brew. And that was one of the other ways to do it, by the way. So enzymes were used. You can also use strains of yeast that aren't as good as making alcohol. You know, and they make less alcohol as a result. But, of course, that might affect the flavor as well. So in the old days, if you like, those methods were being used to make sure it was, it was low alcohol, I guess. But now that's, that's been superseded by this new pressure approach. It's funny that this process of removing the alcohol is almost the opposite of uh, distilling. Which is to yeah. Imp- what is the maximum that naturally um, a fermenting process with yeast and so on will produce? What's the percentage yeah. alcohol it will produce? Yeah, so the yeast is chewing up the sugar in the in the, in the mixture and making alcohol as a byproduct. If it gets to seventeen percent, the yeast starts to die because alcohol is ah. quite a damaging chemical. You see, so okay. You so never- this is why you, when you get to port wines, for example, that's it. That's it. Yeah, precisely. Yes. Yeah. So if you go above seventeen percent, the yeast dies off, and that's the limit any yeast can do. You know. Now, of course, as yeast in the year 800, Pat, a Muslim scientist called Hayan discovered distillation because you can boil off at 78 and then condense the alcohol and this condenser is used. And now you've got pure alcohol, you see. And that was used by alchemists back in the, you know, the dark ages or whatever. Of course, now we can use that. Dis- he realised you can drink the distilled stuff, can't you? So yeah. gin has 40% alcohol because it's been distilled and then, you know, you get a much higher alcohol percentage. So that's the opposite of this in a way, you know. So distillation is a very important part of the drinks industry as well, of course. So what they're doing with distillation is literally getting rid of the water. That's exactly what they're doing, precisely. Or they're capturing the alcohol, because if you yeah. eat at 78, you can capture it anyway, you see, and they condense it, and there you have your, your concentrated ethanol solution, you see. And then they add that into fortified wines and brandies and so all kinds of things. I, I know in Formula One, for example, um, someone comes up with an innovation that's within the rules and the, their car goes fastest. So all the others copy it for the next season. Uh, is this the way it is with alcohol-free beers? Because they're all at it. You know, I've dug in to try to find out who's doing what, and it's hard to find. Guinness, for example, and Heineken, they all do it, you know, but they're not quite saying why they do it. Of course, because uh, non-alcoholic beer is less than 0.05% around that, very low. You know, there's still yeah. some alcohol in it, by the way. It's not zero. The low alcohol stuff is about 1.2%, so it depends on what it's called. To call yourself 0.0, you've got to have 0.05% alcohol in, in your brew. There's still a tiny amount of alcohol there, and they haven't said quite how they're doing it. The suspicion from what I was reading was this is low pressure. Gets it yeah. right down to that tiny level of alcohol, you know. Um, the question of wine. Now, I've uh, tried some of the alcohol-free wines. Uh, The white ones are sweet. If you like a sweet white wine, which I don't, um, you know, they might be okay for you, but they're not okay for me. I've never come across a red wine that was alcohol-free that was uh, any good at all. Yeah, they haven't cracked it, have they? Now, one reason for that is the it's it's not completely the same. Remember, the flavor will be slightly different because the alcohol enhances flavor sensing in your mouth, right? And they've shown it reacts with proteins in your saliva, if you can believe it, and that enhances the flavor. You know, so low alcohol then means anyway your taste is slightly different. You see, that'll be especially important in wine because about it's ten, twelve, fifteen percent yeah. alcohol. You know, and that must enhance the flavors. If you bring that right down, those extra flavors that are in wine can't be sensed anymore, and that's why it doesn't taste quite so good. I suspect the sugary ones the sugar cuts through you see and then you don't need the alcohol to enhance the tasting of sugar you know but those other ones it doesn't really work does it so nobody's quite cracked yet a way to to make low alcohol wine taste as good as this. No doubt one of your PhD students will look at hangovers and wonder uh, you know if you drink pure alcohol 
uh, ish. Vodka, for example, would be probably the purest without any of the botanicals of gin uh, and the hangover that you might get from that versus the hangover from an alcohol-free beer yeah. and in quantity. I mean, is it these terpenes and so on that give you the hangover or is it the alcohol? That's a really good question. But yeah, it turns out a lot of alcohol is, is the dark stuff that's in. The, the darker the drink, the worse the, uh, the hangover you see. Yeah. So it's got to be other chemicals, not just alcohol, that are causing the hangover to happen. It'd be a good experiment today, wouldn't it, you know, to give a low-alcohol beer so instead of those darker chemicals in it, you know, versus the I suspect the alcohol is having a damaging effect as well. It's probably a combination of, of what I call the congeners and the alcohol combined give you, give you the bad hangover. Mm. All right. Lots of work to be done. Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.